Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So I'm noticing some really, really strange behavior. It's very bizarre to me. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense in regards to evaluating something in the NFL. And it's by a lot of people. And if you have fallen victim to this, I am going to help you out. I'll explain coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on Sirius XM Channel 83 and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Wherever you are taking part in the program right now, we appreciate you doing so. Having some fun here, as always, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So, um... Let's go shopping, shall we? Why don't we do a little bit of shopping here? You know, come on, this will be fun. Everybody's hanging out. It's all rainy here in Southern California. It's you know we're we're having a good time. Wherever you are, there's some uh, bio blast or uh, or storm blast, whatever made up term they came up with on the Weather Channel. Let's go ahead and do some shopping here. This will be a fun exercise. All right, so paint. Let's paint a picture. All right, here's the deal. You walk onto a car lot. Okay, you want a new car. You need a car. You are in dire need of an automobile, all right? But you want to make sure you get a good one. So you walk onto this car lot, and you find yourself the nicest car on the lot. Out of every car on the entire lot, you have found the nicest one. It's fast. It gets great gas mileage. It looks cool, and it's even easy to drive. Right? You have found that car on the lot. But it's also really, really expensive. And these cars that you're looking at have a reputation for breaking down before any other car on the lot. Like a reputation. Like it's it's well known that these cars do not last. That would kind of change 
the way you looked at it, right? Even if the car was really nice and all that stuff, if it was really, really expensive and it had a history of breaking down, other cars like it, that would kind of change how you your decision, right, as to which car you would go with because you want to get the most bang for your buck. You want to you want something that's going to get you from point A to point B, but some you know not something's going to break down right away. Well, apparently, in the NFL, all of a sudden during draft season, apparently that's not how you do things. Apparently, like from everything I hear now. In the NFL, and everything I heard on Friday, even into the wee hours here, early Saturday on the West Coast, uh, drive through and drunk hours on the East Coast, like everything that I've heard now is that that is not how you go shopping in the NFL. Nope, that is not how you go shopping. Because the buzz at the NFL Combine is that Saquon Barkley stole the show, whether it was his. 41-inch vertical, or his 4-4-1 40-yard dash, or his whatever else measurables he had, uh, his his bench press reps that were like 32 or 28. I don't even know. I, I don't even remember all the numbers that were flying at me on the Twitter and television screen, and everybody drooling over the idea of, let's look at Saquon Barkley. Oh, my God. Saquon Barkley. And now, all of a sudden, the talk is, check this out, the talk, the whispers, and the discussions, and the hot takes are, Saquon Barkley should go number one overall. If you're the Cleveland Browns, don't you screw this up. Don't you dare screw this up, Cleveland. You have got to take Saquon Barkley. He is the best player in the draft. So let me understand this correctly. In a quarterback-rich draft class, and a quarterback draft class we've been hearing about for a couple of years now, you've got your pick of the litter at number one, and the move should be to take a running back? (laughs) Like, how's that work? I'm confused here. How how does that stuff work? All right? Like, listen, if you want to take Saquon Barkley at four, and if he's sitting there at number four, I get it. Because you got two picks. I understand it. But you better take a quarterback at one. Whether it's Sam Darnold or somebody else, whoever your top-rated quarterback is on the board, you are taking that guy number one. You better take him number one. All right? And you could say, well, that's just a hot take of your own. No, that's not really a hot take. I actually, uh, listen, they don't call me show prep Jesus for nothing. I did a little bit of research here. And I sort of looked at something, and I looked at history, you know? The same history I looked at when I realized that running backs break down earlier than any other position, so why would you waste a high pick on... Like, you know, I did a little research for this. So, what wins you more games in this league? Franchise quarterbacks or franchise running backs? Okay? Like, think about it. When is the last time an NFL team won a Super Bowl with a Hall of Fame caliber running back. You know when that is? 2006 with Jerome Bettis, who was a shell of himself. 
a guy who fumbled in a playoff game against the Colts and nearly cost the Steelers a run to the Super Bowl. And oh, by the way, in that Super Bowl game, wasn't really much of a factor in a poorly officiated trick play touchdown pass from Antoine Randall Jerome Bettis was an afterthought in that game. Before Jerome Bettis, you had Marshall Falk in 2000 and Terrell Davis in 1999. That's what we're talking about here, right? Now, here are the quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls in just the last 10 years. This is just the last 10 years, right? Here are the names. These are all 10 either first ballot Hall of Famers or more than likely Hall of Famers. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, and that's just in the last 10 years. But no, 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 no. You got to take a running back number one overall. Quarterback heavy draft class, you got to take a running back number one overall. The guy jumped 41 inches. I mean, what are we talking about here? Okay. Let's take a look at active running backs, all right? I'm normally not a stat guy. Like, I I normally don't like to do stats. I was given a a great quote by my boss one time who told me, stories, not stats. You know, stats, like you hear a bunch of numbers and they they come at you, they're flying at your face, and it's like, Jesus, you know, what am I watching? It's like a 3D movie. Like, things are flying at you, you're dodging. Like, I don't want to throw a whole bunch of numbers at you. But let's go ahead in this rare occurrence. Let's look at some stats here, all right? Let's look at active running backs, all right? These are some of the active leaders in career rushing yards. All right? These are the active leaders right now in the NFL, career rushing yards. Okay? Frank Gore, no Super Bowl. Adrian Peterson, no Super Bowl. LaShawn McCoy, no playoff win. Marshawn Lynch, a Super Bowl, and they thought so much of him that they threw it on the goal line in the second Super Bowl. That's how much they thought of Marshawn Lynch. Matt Forte, just retired an hour and a half ago, no Super Bowl. Chris Johnson, no playoff win. Jamal Charles, no Super Bowl. Jonathan Stewart, no Super Bowl. DeMarco Murray, no Super Bowl. You get my drift here? Those are the active leaders in rushing yards in the NFL. You notice a common theme here? Are you noticing what I'm getting at? Yet here the Browns are with first dibs at what may be a franchise-altering pick, and they're going to take a position player who at that position, that player and those players have a history of breaking down first. They historically don't win you big games. And it's a position where you can find value in the later rounds. But okay, <laughs> the, guy, the guy benched really well. Let's take him number one overall. Like, how does, it, how does this stuff work? I don't, I, I don't understand. Like, it, make, it doesn't make sense to me. I'll tell you this. Like, and, and I'm not even saying this just to be a contrarian. Like, I, I actually mean this. Not only would I not take Saquon Barkley at one, but I wouldn't even take him at four if I were the Browns. If he were sitting there at four, I'm not taking him. I'm I'm not taking him. No chance. Give me Darnold at number one. 
And if Quentin Nelson of Notre Dame is sitting there at four, I'm taking Quentin Nelson, the guard who some people have said could be a future Hall of Famer. Because right out of the bat, you get an instant upgrade at both positions and a higher probability of a lengthier career. Right off the bat. Oh, and by the way, this is we'll just throw this in there as well, too. You know, to keep on the stats theme of the segment, we'll throw this in there. The Browns aren't exactly starving for running back production. Okay? The Browns were around the middle of the pack in rushing last year, and they were a better rushing team than Pittsburgh. But no, no, no. Don't worry about it. Go ahead and take Saquon Barkley number one overall. We'll just figure out the quarterback position later on. All right. That's worked out wonders for you in years past. I get it. This whole time, I thought the idea was if you're going to spend a lot for something, you want to make sure you can actually get the most out of it. But apparently that's not how we do things in the NFL. Friday changed everything as far as shopping and value goes in the NFL. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com. 15 minutes ago. Um, Up next, there's a major story in the world of sports, and I have no idea what to do with it, all right? Because many of us made a huge mistake on this story. I'm going to tell you what that is next here on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So, you know, some of you guys out there like to uh, get liquored up, and when you uh, strike out at the bars... You like to take out your anger on me, and that's fine. So you'll you'll you know like to point out that oh, that's why you're doing weekend overnights. Let me tell you something, man. There is one weekend overnight show on Fox Sports Radio that is going to bring you coverage from the NFL Combine in less than ten minutes from now, and from a guy who participated in the NFL Combine. A former first-round draft pick, a former Notre Dame great, Brady Quinn is going to join us from the Combine in Indianapolis. Can't wait. You tell me this isn't a big deal. So everybody listening on the iHeartRadio app uh, in afternoon drive time in Tokyo, you'll get a kick out of that where traffic is through the roof, I'm sure. All right. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. I do want to welcome in the crew here because there's a story that I need to get to um, that I don't really know what to do with. (laughs) because I think a lot of people screwed it up. So we'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. I do want to welcome in the crew. They're going to be riding shotgun with me until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, he is matching. He's got an LAFC hat on. LAFC is the brand-new soccer team in L.A. because we really needed one of those. Iowa Sam, everybody, is in the building, our tech producer. Good to the last drop. Football is back, Jonas. Football is back, and it's been less than a month. We'll let you clear your throat and hop back on the mic when you're done clearing your throat. I you hate when that happens, by the way. First time you crack the mic. I've done that before, and it sounds like I'm gargling sardines. Maybe I just, you know, smoked a pack of Marble Reds before the show. That's all right. If you, if, you know, you don't know. Hey, whatever works for you. Um, Mike Mayer is your executive producer here at Fox Sports Radio. Michael! Michael! How we doing, Jonas? Uh, listen, we're just hanging out, man. Mayor, how'd you do in your gambling picks for the Elimination Chamber in WWE last week? Uh, I split. I was one and one. Right, we only fine. picked two matches, so hey, my percentage, 500, it's not that bad. We will take that. I believe uh, your first 20 bets you made on wrestling pay-per-views, you were 3-17. and 17. So that uh, is yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a slight improvement over 
over historically where you I'm the Cleveland Browns of gambling. That's fine. In, on yeah, WWE, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, but you know what? There's a home for that here on this show because uh, <laughs> we like to uh, we like to play to the large audiences, which are the weekend overnight wrestling gamblers. Oh, yeah. Um, Ralph Irvin is your national update anchor here at Fox Sports Radio. Take a knee. My ass. There he is, folks. Hello. The most violent man in sports talk radio. So Pe- it's been said. People think that, I, that I'm kidding. But I'm really not. He's the most violent man on Sports Talk Radio. Like, he's got uh, one of those things on his ankle because he's not allowed to go anywhere outside of work or his home. That is Here's not, Johnny! He's got, a, he's got a crazy reputation for us. Do not mess with him. First time I ever met Ralph, he looked at me, and I just automatically emptied all my pockets and said, take whatever you want. Had a good, had a good lunch. So the uh, whole crew, whether or not any of the information I just gave you is accurate, I, I will not tell any uh, any lies here on the radio. But we will uh, we will be here until six a.m. Eastern time, all together, arm in arm, here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right. So before we get to Brady Quinn coming up here in a few minutes from the combine in Indianapolis, I have no idea what the hell to do with this Sean Miller Arizona story. You know what I mean? Like so many of us made a mistake. We sort of fell for the. The report that came out, there was FBI attached to it. You would assume that if if somebody would go above and beyond to include the FBI in a in a report, that it would be accurate. And then all of a sudden, Sean Miller comes back and he denies the report, and now it's this whole back and forth. And he's saying, I, and and the reason I wanted to talk about it tonight is because that was a big part of our show that we did last week, to where ultimately I don't think any of you really really care. I don't think you really care. But then all, now this story takes on a it takes on a bigger angle because if it turns out that it was all completely a lie, which I I don't believe that to be the case, you know he's lost recruits, uh, his reputation has been damaged, and all of that from a report. But it was funny because I was talking with Dan Beyer, who uh, I did a show with. We were filling in for Doug Gottlieb on Friday here on Fox Sports Radio, and Dan kind of made the point that like we all believed the report when it came out. We all did. Like I I I believed it. And then Sean Miller comes out and gives some statement, reads a statement uh, a few days later, and now we all believe Sean Miller. And we are just so easily sold. Uh, it, it really is amazing when you think about it. Like, like we really, deep down, even as, as negative as we want to be, and, and a lot of people sometimes say, well, you know, you're a little too negative. Listen, most of that is just goofing around, all right? Like, most of that's just having fun, because I think that sort of stuff is funny. But like we all really want to believe in things, okay? <laughs> like, and and I I do it too. Like we fall victim to this stuff. To where if you really were a rational person, you would step back and go, "Come on, man, really?" Like for years, I'll be honest with you, I really thought that if I lost a tooth, that a fairy would drop down into my room and leave money and a stick of gum in a Ziploc bag under my pillow. I bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. (laughs) Like, I really bought it. Like, we all really want to believe in these things. We all really want to believe that this stuff is going on. We we all want to be sold. And it was like, we were sold one thing, and we just said, well, of course, everybody's cheating in college basketball. And then we were sold another thing, and it was like, no, 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 I think this time is different. Like, at what point, how many times do we have to be lied to before you just realize that, by and large, Everybody's full of crap. 
Okay? Like, everybody's full of crap. How many more Lance Armstrongs or Ryan Brauns do they need to be before you realize that sometimes you're just dealing with really good liars? Okay? Like, like they're selling you. Like, like they're getting you to believe their side. Now, I don't know what the hell's going to happen with Sean Miller. Uh, I don't know what what's going to happen with this report that came out from ESPN. But the idea that an entire report that Mark Schlebaugh and, and ESPN would put this entire report out and it would all be false is crazy. And if that happens, I mean, that's that's a, a, a terrible look, a terrible look for, for the writer and the people that put the report out. But, like, how do you miss, how do you get all of it wrong? And, like, Sean Miller's saying that all of it, you know, none of this happened, this is not true, and and it's like... And he's using kind of code words like lawyer language in, in the statement that he was reading. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. We're so fooled so easily with this stuff. Like, we really want to believe it. It's why I always said this about bartenders. Like, if you ask any bartender out there, all right, what does every bartender do on their day off? They go to a bar. You want to know why? Because they've been selling and treating people every single night that they work for hours on end. And you know what they want? You know the only thing that they want when they're not working? And this is true. They want to go and they want to be sold. And they want to be tended to. Because that's all that they've been doing. Like, we're all kind of like that. Like, we really want to be sold these awesome stories. And we really, really, really want to believe in people. And, and for some reason, we just seem to forget. Yeah, a lot of these people are just full of crap, man. Like, like a lot of it's just BS. So I don't know how this story is going to turn out, but it's like I said last week. Listen, man, uh, pay every player on your team. I couldn't give a rip. Just win me my bracket challenge. That's all I care about. That's it. And most of you are the same way. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Up next, we are going to go live to Indianapolis, baby. It is NFL Combine Talk with Brady Quinn. We are going to get the dirt from Indianapolis, including a story out of Combine Week at Indianapolis that Brady Quinn predicted would happen on the airwaves here at Fox Sports Radio. That's coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And it was a busy night in the NBA with 10 games going on. Golden State won their fifth straight, 114-109 at Atlanta. Steph Curry with 23 points in the win. Joel Embiid, 23.4 rebound as... Philadelphia beat Charlotte 110-99. Orlando ended a seven-game losing streak with a 115-106 overtime win over Detroit. Toronto has taken 10 of their last 11 games, and they won in Washington 102-95. Indiana handed Milwaukee their fourth straight loss, 103-96. And how about the night for Russell Westbrook? Booker in backcourt picked up by George. Surges back of a pick by Bender. Crossed over, George strips him. Paul's got it. Long leads Westbrook to the rim. He thunders down a two-hand game-ending night for the Suns. Thunder by six. WWLS Thunder Radio Network is Westbrook at 43 points in a 124-116 win over Phoenix. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience in one actual piece of news from the NFL Combine. That's where the San Francisco 49ers won an all-important coin toss. In the NFL Draft sweepstakes, they will go at number 9 with the Oakland Raiders going at 10. But let's hear from Jonas Knox, who will talk to somebody who was there for the actual event. 
Bet your ass, Ralph. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And right now, from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, a man who was kind enough to be disciplined to say no to the party atmosphere at the Combine for one night so that he could wake up early at this ungodly hour to do this hit. Brady Quinn, my radio wife here on Fox Sports Radio. You hear him every week with me from Sunday nights from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time here on FSR. And I want to first start with this, Brady. Um, You on the airwaves last week, last Sunday night, you did your explosive mock draft here on Fox Sports Radio. You correctly predicted that the San Francisco 49ers would win the coin flip with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Just tell me what your emotions were like when you realized that you, my friend, called your shot almost a week in advance. Well, Jonas, i got to tell you, um, here in Indianapolis at the Combine, I actually watched it live, and uh, I was a little bit concerned because the Oakland Raiders had a lot more representation up on that stage than the San Francisco 49ers did, okay? Only John Lynch, the general manager, represented the 49ers, and it was actually Rod Woodson who flipped the coin. And if you'll recall, he was a former yeah. Raider. He was up there with John Gruden as well as Reggie McKenzie. So wasn't that exactly sure how this was going to pan out, but sure enough, just as predicted, uh, my intuition was correct. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers get the ninth overall pick in this year's draft, and Oakland gets 10th. Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio host, my radio wife on Sunday nights here on FSR. Also Fox NFL college football analyst who is live in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine right now with us here on FSR. Uh, Let me ask you, so Lamar Jackson's been the big story at the Combine because you're hearing these reports that teams want to draft him as a wide receiver and then people are outraged thinking there's a race element to it. And then Lamar Jackson steps up to the podium on Friday afternoon and says, "Eh, nobody's talked to me about being a wide receiver. What have you heard there about Lamar Jackson, and, and what is your thought process on how all of this is being evaluated? We heard the reports of it and you know, didn't have the chance to speak to him directly, uh, but obviously talked to other you know, general managers and head coaches. And basically what we had got you know, was, was nothing of the sort. Like No one had really specifically asked that. There's a feeling that he can play quarterback in the NFL. Uh, so I'm not sure who really conjured that up. But at the end of the day, I personally believe he can. A team's got to adapt to his skill set and put him in a system that gives him the chance to succeed. That involves him running and maybe booting him outside the pocket. Uh, and there'll be a learning curve, so it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect him to perform as well as Deshaun Watson did in his rookie year, but he has you know, that kind of ability. And I think his demeanor is great. You know, he said, I want to play quarterback. He's not even running the 40, which – to me, states this. We all know he's fast. Right. We don't need him to run a 40 to tell us that it's fast. And I think the fact that he's not going to run a 40 tells you this. He doesn't want to put up a great number. Like, let's say he runs a 4-4 um, at someone in that range. Then it opens up people and just continues the conversation of, well, maybe he should change positions, depending on how he throws or how he looks. This is a, a situation where he's going all in on being a quarterback. That's all he's focusing on, I think, at this combine. And I love it because – that's his dream. Go play quarterback in the NFL. If it doesn't work, you can always try to resort back to changing to a wide receiver. But at this point, I still think he has an opportunity to play in the NFL and maybe fall into a good situation depending on who drafts him. And now you had a chance to talk with Baker Mayfield. There's been some uh, reports out there that maybe he rubbed some people the wrong way at the Senior Bowl. I know you and I have talked about it a little bit. What was your takeaway in speaking with Baker Mayfield? 
Uh, he's he's going to crush the interviews because I, I think this is an opportunity for him to really display uh, the ability to, to be genuine and who he kind of is. And, and yeah, I think he's shown some flashes of immaturity, but I mean, all these kids have, right? I think we, we tend to look by certain guys, right? Like Josh Rosen, when he had a hot tub in his dorm room, he got some flack for that. But for some other reason, we kind of forget about that. Or JT Barrett, you know, everyone looks at him as he's a leader, you know, he's mature, he's, you know, he's ready to kind of take over an NFL franchise if someone was to give him that opportunity. Uh, he had a DUI at some point. Like, do we not remember that? Yeah. Cardell Jones went and picked him up. Um, so, you know, all these guys, I think, have shown flashes of immaturity, like you see from young adults. Like, we all make mistakes. Um, so, you know, I think he's going to interview very, very well, and I think he's going to be a guy that um, some team's going to take in the top ten. Some team's going to come really impressed with his skill set and how he looks and how he works out. Uh, on the board, and, and that he's going to be a top 10 pick, in my opinion. And by the way, I was just laughing for people driving around right now. Listen, we know it's the middle of the night. All right, it's, it's weekend overnights. We get it. This is primetime real estate. For you, all of you out there thinking I was laughing about the fact that he got a DUI, JT Barrett, I was simply laughing at the hypocrisy of the and the narratives that are spun on some guys and then some that are not spun on others, like Dak Prescott. Uh, before, after his pro day, before a kids camp, reportedly got a DUI. Okay, so like, I, I think there's there's a lot of focus being paid to Baker Mayfield. So I want everybody to know, I was not laughing at the idea of drinking and driving. Okay, make sure you call an Uber. Right, that, that, I just want to be clear here. It's weekend overnight. It's well, I'm glad, I'm glad you cleared that up. I, I do think like it is kind of weird that we're making a big deal about like three things that Baker Mayfield did essentially. Right. Um, there's the, the crotch grab yeah. that apparently is, is so egregious it pissed everyone off. Yeah. Then there's the public intoxication, which isn't a DUI, right? Like a DUI puts yourself as well as others in danger. Like public intoxication, 90% of college students has probably been there and have somehow not got arrested. He was just that unlucky. Um, so, again, like it's not as big of a deal as I think a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah, by the way, uh, when you think of crotch grabbing and unprofessional behavior, um, Two words, Michael Jackson. And I think he's doing all right. I think people are still buying his albums and doing impersonations and setting up holograms at concerts, okay? So let's go ahead and pipe down on Baker Mayfield. Guy can grab his crotch whenever he wants. Uh, in fact, I'd prefer it. Brady Quinn with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right, so you were live at the NFL Combine. And you've already talked with the quarterbacks. You're going to be seeing them throw uh, coming up later on today. Who... Who has got the most to prove when it comes to throwing the football? And you've been through this process. What is Saturday going to be like for all these quarterbacks? Yeah, so so basically they'll start around 9.45 a.m. Eastern time, and they will uh, be you know warm up. They'll take them through uh, essentially a route street that they know ahead of time. All these guys have thrown these routes a thousand times over, and, and they'll kind of go through those sorts of drills on the wide receivers. Um, and, and that'll pretty much be the day. I mean, besides testing and everything else, they'll have to go through as well from a physical standpoint. Um, but, you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, you don't get to throw a bunch of passes in a row. You probably get two, you know, throws or one, and then you get back in line and got to wait a little bit. So it's not really conducive to what you're accustomed to doing either as a quarterback in practice or even throughout the course of a game. Um, so that, that's kind of the tough part is just having to deal with the fact that, you go throw one pass, then you kind of get cold again. You have to wait, and you step up and you throw again. And, again, you're throwing to guys that you've probably never thrown to before in your career. So trying to get a sense of timing and accuracy for where they're going to be, where you think they're going to be, that's always the most difficult part. 
the the whole thing seems feels uncomfortable to me. Like if I was asked to go out there in in you know shorts and a t shirt with all these different scouts, and you got to throw a couple of passes, sit down, have everybody sort of look around. If you're off on one throw, you got to think about it for the next few minutes while you got to wait your turn in the line. Like. It, how did you feel like do, during the whole combine process? I know it feels like a meat market and they're testing and doing all these different things, but how did you feel as a quarterback that weekend? Well, I mean, look, I didn't throw at the combine. I had a torn PCL um, in my bowl game. So I, the only thing I really did was all the testing, um, the mental, the bench press, because it, it didn't involve my lower body, obviously. Um, and then all the interviews and everything else. Um, so you know, as, as far as that went, I mean, it's it's something like they, obviously they make a big deal about the combine because of the interview process because of medical history the other stuff to be quite honest with you it's just they don't prioritize it that much really when you talk to the head coaches and general managers like they they're going to look at the, the game film and they're going to base a lot of things off that then if they really like you what they're going to do is they're either not going to talk about you because they don't want anyone to know that they feel that strongly about you or they're going to have a private workout and they're going to schedule it. They're going to come work you out. And they're going to test you in the way that they know how. And that's how they're going to try to gauge what you can or cannot do. The combine, the pro day, like those things, um, I don't think they put a lot of stock into because everything's scripted. Every, everything's kind of expected. They want to put you in uh, scenarios where there's not the expected and you have to react much like a game. If they don't put a lot of stock into the combine, then why do we? Well, I think because it's a national event. I mean, we, we've televised it. There's a fan experience here now where you can actually go and, and watch the bench press, cheer them on, take pictures, you know, go by the kind of radio row and the whole, you know, combine experience. Um, they've got these, like, fake weights to make it look like you're benching 225. <laughs> um, so it's, no, they don't. It's no, they event. do I mean, not. The NFL has done a tremendous job <laughs> of making it, uh, relevant 365 days a year, and and I think you got to you know, there's, there's a credit to that, um, but at the same time, it's because you know I, I think it's a smart venture if you think about it. Like for some of these guys who come from small schools, no one knows who they are. Right. So what do you do? You give people an introduction to them through the combine, and then they see them in preseason, and so it kind of builds and builds and builds to the point where all of a sudden the regular season. You know, people in the rookie year aren't just bursting out of the scene. They're, they're kind of maybe closer to a household name because people have some sort of idea about them or they can kind of identify with them. Uh, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio host, my radio wife here uh, with us on FSR. Also, Fox NFL College football analyst uh, is joining us live from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. Um, let me ask you this before we go. Saquon Barkley... He's been the superstar of the draft. His his scores have been off the charts, what he's tested out with. What is your overall reaction to what you've seen from Saquon Barkley? He's the best player in the draft. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. He's the, the safest pick probably besides the fact he's a running back, so there's obviously injury concerns uh, with as much of a beating as, as they take. Um, and then they have a short shelf life, so that's the only thing that kind of devalues what he is. But from a personality standpoint, he gets it. He's smart. He's articulate. Uh, he's not selfish. He's not, he didn't sit out of any bowl games or um, sit out unnecessarily, you know, due to injury, something like that, where, where he kind of prolonged it. Um, and, and I, you know, again, the only re- thing that's going to hold him back from being the number one overall pick is people value quarterbacks more. And, and so they'll probably, Cleveland will probably take uh, a quarterback at number one because I don't think they'll get Kirk Cousins. They're probably going to get A.J. McCarron. And then if he's there at four, they'll definitely take him. But there's no guarantee that the Giants or Colts won't take him at two or three, respectively. And, and so, you know, he's up there next to Quentin Nelson. I think those two 
are by far and away the two guys that everyone looks at and just says, holy cow, they look like future Hall of Famers. They look like perennial uh, pro bowlers or all pros based on their build, based on how they're testing and how they interview. And it, t- it seems to me like the only team in the top five that, that would make sense to take Saquon Barkley would be the Browns with that number four pick because if he goes to Indianapolis, if he goes to the Giants – those O-lines are garbage. They can't even keep their quarterbacks upright. I mean, Indianapolis's quarterback had to, to move to Istanbul for six weeks to get some sort of blood treatment or wherever the hell he was at. Uh, it, to me, if Cle- if he's sitting there at four, it's a no-brainer for Cleveland. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer for Cleveland, although there is some thought that you know defensive players typically can come in and make a bigger impact quicker. So if you need a cornerback, make it Fitzpatrick, maybe – makes sense or you know kind of a db because he's so versatile or bradley chubb i mean think about miles garrett on one side bradley chubb on the other and imagine how that's going to wreck uh offenses trying to um you know protect their quarterback and then the last thing i'll, I'll say is just this um you know if joe thomas doesn't come back to the cleveland browns kind of changes how you look at that offensive line right right like when you've got a future hall of fame or left tackle you kind of feel a little bit more you know confident what they're able to do for their running backs um, and I'm not saying all of a sudden they resort back to the Giants or they resort back to the Colts, but um, I'm just saying that that's kind of a big thing that's on the horizon for the Browns that would maybe change how they look at what they do at number four because maybe all of a sudden then if, if Joe Thomas tells me he's retiring, maybe you look at a left tackle at that spot if you take a quarterback at number one. Uh, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio host, Fox NFL college football analyst, uh, my radio wife every Sunday night from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time, joining us live from the NFL Combine. Uh, you are a good person. You, you, All the temptation out there in Indianapolis to go to steakhouses and all the other stuff, and you gave all of that up so you could join us here in the middle of the night on Fox Sports Radio. You are a good human being. It's, it's, it's all for the better, Jonas. Believe me. I mean, this is, this is the, the better move right now. There's nothing good that, that's sitting there at St. Elmo's or <laughs> Prime 47, Prime's typically where everyone likes to go. But, um, yeah, don't, you know, don't worry about that. I'm glad I could be on the show. <laughs> My man. We'll talk Sunday night. Sounds good. Uh, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, up next, there's uh, so it's kind of a, a dirty little secret in the NFL. It's a dirty little secret in the NFL. I'll tell you what that is next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So one of uh, the NFL's dirty little secrets... All right. This is actually pretty funny, though. This isn't like a, a dark, evil secret or anything like that um, where you find out like a bunch of dudes are on PEDs. Nothing like that. But like one of the NFL's dirty secrets. Um, I'm going to get to that here coming up in a couple of minutes. Also, less than 10 minutes from now here at Fox Sports Radio, there's a potential move that could be made in the NFL draft involving a player in the top 10 that would be a major mistake. So I'll tell you what that is uh, about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. But Brady Quinn, uh, my radio wife, uh, I do a show with Brady Quinn every Sunday night here on Fox Sports Radio from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, he's always uh, kind enough to join us every weekend. And we kind of crack a few jokes and play grab ass and, you know, kind of, you know, talk about stuff in the NFL and all that. Um, He joined us a few minutes ago from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. And he even talked about how, like, the NFL Combine has sort of turned into one of these things where the NFL was brilliant when they just, they, they came up with, like, how can you 
stay in people's minds when there's not games going on. And so the NFL really mastered the art of of promoting when there's not when the games aren't on. Okay? Like 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 how are you able to do that? And like stay in people's minds. And so they came up with uh, they started really going heavy on the draft, uh, NFL free agency, uh, the combine has become a bigger deal. Like I remember talking, to, I I did a Mike Florio pro football talk. I actually worked with Mike Florio and did uh, several shows when he was filling in uh, here on Fox Sports Radio years and years ago. And I remember talking to Mike Florio, and he always told me the craziest day at pro football talk is the start of free agency, to where like initially there like it would crash the site, the amount of traffic they would get. So the NFL has figured this thing out where they are able to make their sport and what it is that they do, even when there's no games going on, the talk of the sports world. It's why the NFL is still king. And so the combine is one of those things. And, and I'll be honest, like I'm going to watch the combine on Saturday. Uh, I, I don't know what events are going on on Sunday, but I love the combine. And and truth be told, like there are a lot of these players I've never heard of in my life. Like I never watched, you know, one of their games, but. You know, it's like we're watching so many sports. You're covering the NFL. You can't watch all this stuff, but I find it interesting. And I even asked Brady Quinn, like, like what what is what is the combine? You know, like like what is this really? And he said, well, it's it's a way to promote the 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 sport. It's a way to promote the brand. Like they've got an, a fan experience there where people can lift fake weights. Like it's turned into a carnival. Like I'm surprised. Like uh, like coming up in a couple of years. Like you're like it's gonna be uh, who's the best ski ball player at all the offensive tackles? Like what are we talking about? Like who can who can smash the hammer and get it to go all the way up and hit the bell? Like hey, which wide receiver can take the gun and shoot water out of it and inflate the balloon on top of the clown's head faster than anybody else? Like it's basically a carnival now. But the funniest thing I remember talking to Jay Glazer last year, and Jay Glazer's told like he he told me that he's heard stories. Of teams like doing deals at the combine while they were wasted, you know, like, like you ever check your phone the next day and you go, "Oh, good Christ, did I really send that?" Like, like there are teams at the NFL Combine who've done deals when they're wasted. So it just goes to show you they're all like us. So many of you could be making a major mistake, uh, a major mistake in your evaluation of somebody that should be picked towards the top of the NFL draft, all right? I will give you a perfect example why that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, this is Fox Sports Radio. You can always find the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on SiriusXM Channel 83, and you can find us on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates wherever you are taking part in the program. We appreciate you doing so as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios for 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So I was saying this earlier that I don't understand the uh, new love affair with Saquon Barkley. And I, I understand it from the standpoint of one, clearly one of the most talented overall football players in the draft. Clearly. But I think the idea that all of a sudden, everything that we know about the NFL and what we know about what wins in the NFL and what the most successful teams in the NFL do, the idea that all of a sudden that goes out the window when we have evidence historically that running backs don't win you Super Bowls. I mean, 
and and you can go all the way back to the 90s if you want, but I'm talking like the last 10, 15, 20 years. Let's really talk about Hall of Fame running backs who have won Super Bowls. Jerome Bettis in 2006, who was a shell of himself. And then you got to go back to Marshall Falk with the Rams and Terrell Davis. That's it. But in that time, how many Hall of Fame quarterbacks have won Super Bowls? You know, I mean, whether it's Brady, Roethlisberger, both Mannings, like, I mean, it's just like, like we know all this, like we, we know this, but for some reason, Saquon Barkley puts up these these crazy numbers at the combine, which shouldn't be that much of a surprise to anybody if you looked at the numbers he put up at Penn State as a, as an all around football player. He puts up these crazy numbers at the combine, and now all of a sudden, we completely forget. What we all know. And I think that I sort of have an idea why this is happening. Like, to me, and, and I was saying this last hour here on Fox Sports Radio, if I'm the Browns, like, if you were, if you were going to take the idea that you're taking Saquon Barkley number one overall, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It really doesn't. I know he's a great player. It doesn't make sense. Like, to me, you take a quarterback at one, if you see... Sam Darnold sitting at one, that's the guy you take at one if you believe he's the best quarterback in the draft. We've been hearing about this quarterback draft class for a couple of years now. Everybody dismissed the quarterback draft class from a year ago because all we heard about was this draft class. And now you're sitting here with the top pick in this draft class. It's a quarterback-rich draft class we've been hearing about for years. And you're going to take a running back when you have first dibs? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. So, like, to me, you take your quarterback at one, and then I wouldn't even take Barkley at four. If Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame is sitting there at four, like, I'm taking Quentin Nelson. Like Brady Quinn talked about it last hour on Fox Sports Radio, or you maybe make a case for Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, you know, like, like to me, you can find value at running back later on in the draft. You don't need to spend a high pick on a running back like that. But I think that I know why this conversation is happening because people have seen it work in recent history, but you really got to do your research. You really got to dig deeper than just what you see on the surface to find out if it really worked. Okay. Like, did it really work? Because the comparison that people are going to make is Ezekiel Elliott, right? That's the comparison people are going to make. Now, Leonard Fournette was a top five pick a year ago, but Leonard Fournette battled some injuries and didn't have the rookie season that Ezekiel Elliott did. So because you see how it worked with Ezekiel Elliott, you just assume that a guy who a lot of people compare to Ezekiel Elliott without the off-field issues is going to work exactly like Ezekiel Elliott did. Okay, fair enough. But let's have an honest conversation about Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, let's let's all get together. Let's put our heads together. Let's have an honest conversation about Zeke. First and foremost, he was blessed with the best offensive line in football in year one. Okay, that is an anomaly. The fact that they were picking that high is an anomaly. All right, the year before they dealt with injuries and all sorts of bad breaks and bad luck, and the fact that they were picking that high. That's an anomaly that, that an offensive line or a team that had a line that strong would be picking that high in the draft, okay? So he was blessed with an offensive line. Don't forget that that was the same offensive line who Darren McFadden ran for over 1,000 yards behind the year before, right? So, that's, so he was blessed with an offensive line, which rarely happens that high in the draft, 
Okay? Usually if your offensive line is that dominant, you're probably not picking that high in the draft. So he was blessed with that. Also, you want to have a real honest conversation. Ezekiel Elliott wasn't their first choice. Their first choice, the guy that Jerry Jones desperately wanted to get his hands on, you know who that was? Carson Wentz. Ezekiel Elliott was plan B. They weren't planning on taking a a running back that high. He wanted Carson Wentz. That was the guy he wanted, but he was gone by four. So they decided to take Ezekiel Elliott. That was the move that they made. Okay? But in that same draft, you had the Chicago Bears take Jordan Howard who's been more consistent on and off the field if you combined them both. And the Bears got Jordan Howard in the fifth round. So was it really a smart pick to take Ezekiel Elliott that high in the draft? He had a great rookie season. But Darren McFadden, who was on the backside of his career, he also ran for over 1,000 yards a year before. So did you really need to take Ezekiel Elliott with a top five pick behind that offensive line? If your offensive line is that gifted, you can find somebody later on and you could have built in that draft or you could have taken somebody else. That's why I, I when people say, oh, what a home run pick that was by the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I mean, if you want to look at productivity, but like if you really took a deeper look, you could probably find value later on and you could have drafted somebody else. You, you could have addressed another position of need if that, was the, if that was the case. But, like, that's why this idea that Saquon Barkley is going to all of a sudden come into the NFL and be a home run from day one. Like, if you don't have an O-line ready to block, why would you draft a running back so high? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't, like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you put a brand new paint... Why would you pay thousands and thousands of dollars for a brand new paint job on a car if you don't even have an engine in it? Like, what's the point? Thing doesn't go anywhere. Just to look at? Todd Gurley was a top 10 pick. Ask Todd Gurley how fun it was in L.A. two years ago. He had no offensive line. They they were a disaster. So, like, the people out there that are clamoring for the Browns to take Saquon Barkley, number one over... What? (laughs) What? Why? Why would you take Saquon Barkley, number one overall? Like, you have... have, I understand that there's a lot of holes on that team. They've won one game in two years. I get it. But to me, I've been hearing about this draft class at, at quarterback for two years now. You got the first pick... Like, you, you have your pick of your potential franchise quarterback, and you're going to take a running back with the first pick. Like, it just it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, there are two teams picking in the top 10 who have good offensive lines, and, they, and those offensive lines you can get the most out of Saquon Barkley with. The two teams are the Bears at eight, who aren't taking a running back because they already have two, so that's not going to be a Saquon Barkley hit, or the Oakland Raiders at 10, and Saquon Barkley is going to be long gone by 10. Like, if you look up and down potential destinations for Saquon Barkley, and I think he's going to go to the the Browns at four, but if the Giants take him at two, anybody see that offensive line? If the Indianapolis Colts take him at three, 
anybody seen that offensive line? You want to know how good that offensive line is in Indianapolis? Their franchise quarterback, who looks like Andre the Giant, disappeared in Europe because of how banged up and ravaged his body is playing behind that offensive line. Yet you think you, you think Saquon Barkley's the answer in Indianapolis? Like, again, if I'm the Browns, I get it. You love the talent. You really think he can be a difference maker? He changes your backfield? Okay, I get it. But if he's there at four, I, I understand taking him at four. But the idea that you would give up on the top quarterback in a rich quarterback draft class just because you fell in love with a guy at a combine, that's crazy. And it's just crazy to me. I, I mean... I, I just I don't know uh, maybe maybe I'm looking at this from from a too logical of a place and it's people can go oh it's the Browns they'll they'll find a way to screw that up and I can understand the idea of well what if you like two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks and there's not that much of a difference you could take Saquon no man listen you need a quarterback right what do you need most in Cleveland right now what do you need most I mean you were a better rushing team last year than Pittsburgh. So it's not like you were bottom of the league. You were sort of middle of the road. You need a quarterback, man. You've needed a quarterback for a long time. Here you are, the best opportunity to hit a home run at the most important position, a position that historically can win you Super Bowls, not running back. Historically, it can win you Super Bowls. Perfect opportunity to do so. And the Browns are going to take a running back. Like, I don't know, man. Call me crazy. I just don't see how it makes sense. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox is the phone number, 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. I do want to tell you about this, though, because you have got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. All right? I love wings. I'm a wing connoisseur. Go to Hooters. Try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many at Hooters. Up next here on Fox Sports Radio, there is a, there was a completely made-up story. All right, A made-up story about a potential top NFL player. All right, Totally bogus. We'll tell you what that is next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. I've been trying to to hold back on this. I realize when people listen to the podcast, when there's references to music, you have no idea what we're talking about because we can't play the music legally on the podcast. Um, but for people listening live right now, this is uh, White Zombie, More Human Than Human, off their uh, album Astro Creep 2000. Still, pound for pound, one of the best albums ever made. Okay? Pound for pound, White Zombie. Astro, I used to have the cassette tape of White Zombie, Astro Creep 2000. And I had to, I had to hide it from my parents because I thought they were going to get mad at me because I thought they would assume that it was devil music. Uh, and it was not. What a great album. You disagree, Sam? No, I just I love the fact that they thought it was devil music. Well, I just, you know. He's a creepy dude. So. Oh, no, he's a creepy guy. He's not a devil. For no, sakes. no. He's actually pretty funny, Rob Zombie. Um, Yeah, no, he's been very talented. He's a really, really talented dude. But yeah, White Zombie, Astro Creep 2000. Man, what a great album. That's good memories, man. That is good memories. All right. 
That's it. That's all we got, guys. That is, uh, that'll uh, conclude the uh, musical portion of this segment here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, reminder, less than 10 minutes from now, we are going to play another edition of Guess That Garbage. This is where we go around the country. We test your NFL knowledge. Right? I am going to ask you basic NFL trivia, but it is all relating to recent stories in the NFL. I'm going to go around the country. You are going to have an opportunity to show off on national radio that you know your NFL, but a weird thing happens. Even though the questions are really easy, you guys get on the national stage and you totally choke and cave under the pressure, right? I don't know if it's the bright lights. I don't know if it's the spotlight, whatever the case may be. You guys are not real good at this game, but we are going to participate in that again. Uh, if you want in, 877-996-6369 is the number to call. 877-996-6369. Guess that garbage coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Operators are standing by. Um, all right, so listen, I don't know if this is if this is a normal thing, but it's becoming normal now where there was a a really, really controversial story that was coming out of the NFL. And uh, the buzz at the NFL Combine was that uh, there were teams around the league that were asking Lamar Jackson to play wide receiver. I mean the disrespect. How dare you? And, of course, everybody ran with it. And where do you think that conversation went? Oh, I know where it went. The conversation turned into a race conversation where you had a bunch of people acknowledging race and trying to do comparables and all of this stuff and and all these things about Lamar Jackson. Well, what Baker Mayfield did this and if this guy did this and, and all these, these uh, people on social media talking about the race element and all this. And, um... Of course, Lamar Jackson steps up to the podium on Friday and says, no, nobody's asked me to play wide receiver. That was all. (laughs) This is all a bunch of crap. And it's so typical. It is so typical nowadays, especially on social media, where people are so easily worked up. I mean, I'm telling you right now, everybody... Without even knowing, you have some. Sometimes we wonder, like, uh, what were you in a in an alternate life? Like, uh, you know, in another life, uh, I believe that I'm this, or in another life, I believe that I'm this. Uh, I'd like to change that conversation. I believe that majority of us right now, we may appear to be human. We may have uh, aspects to us that are human. We may look human. We may seem like we're human. I believe that a large majority of us, especially on social media, are actually human beings, but it's disguised. We're actually wind-up dolls because all you got to do is give us a crank and we are off and running. I mean, you can be manipulated. All you got to do is just turn the knob a little bit and everybody goes off and running. And this was another example of it. Another example of somebody puts out a fake report Everybody jumps with it, starts having race discussions on social media, and next thing you know, oh, turns out the report's completely bogus. You want to know how I know the report's bogus? Because the guy in the report, the guy being discussed, Lamar Jackson, confirmed nobody's ever talked to him about it. <laughs> like, why does this stuff continue to happen? It's like the part, you remember the movie Kingpin? Kingpin's a great movie. 
All right, if you've never seen the movie Kingpin, you need to watch it immediately. But do it after this show because we still need the ratings. But there's a part in the movie Kingpin where Roy Munson, played by Woody Harrelson, is sitting at a bar, hammered. And he'd been, he's on one, like a multiple-day bender. And he's sitting at the bar, and he just turns to, to the guy to his right and goes, Who are you calling a psycho? The guy's like, I didn't say anything to you. <laughs> like, that's, that's, what, that's what the Lamar Jackson stuff was like. To where, like, people are reacting, and you're looking over going, what the hell are you talking about? Nobody said, like, Lamar Jackson's like, I didn't say anything to you. Like, nobody, nobody's told me to play wide receiver. What are, you, what are you getting at? What are you even talking about? It just, it's so funny to me how everybody has turned into a wind-up doll, especially on social media, over these bogus stories. So earlier in the show, um, Brady Quinn, my radio wife here on Fox Sports Radio, um, he discussed the Lamar Jackson element. Brady is at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, and he discussed the Lamar Jackson drama at the Combine in Indy. We heard the reports of it and you know, didn't have the chance to speak to him directly, uh, but obviously talked to other you know, general managers and head coaches. And basically what we had got you know, was, was nothing of the sort. Like No one had really specifically asked that. There's a feeling that he can play quarterback in the NFL. Uh, so I'm not sure who really conjured that up. But at the end of the day, I personally believe he can. A team's got to adapt to his skill set and put him in a system that gives him the chance to succeed. That involves him running and maybe booting him outside the pocket. Uh, and there'll be a learning curve, so it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect him to perform as well as Deshaun Watson did in his rookie year, but he has you know, that kind of ability. And I think his demeanor is great. You know, He said, I want to play quarterback. He's not even running the 40, which – to me, states this. We all know he's fast. Right. We don't need him to run a 40 to tell us that it's fast. And I think the fact that he's not going to run a 40 tells you this. He doesn't want to put up a great number. Like, let's say he runs a 4-4 um, at someone in that range. Then it opens up people and just continues the conversation of, well, maybe he should change positions, depending on how he throws or how he looks. This is a, a situation where he's going all in on being a quarterback. That's always focusing on, I think, at this combine. And I love it because – that's his dream. Go play quarterback in the NFL. If it doesn't work, you can always try to resort back to changing to a wide receiver. But at this point, I still think he has an opportunity to play in the NFL and maybe fall into a good situation depending on who drafts him. That was uh, Brady Quinn, uh, my radio wife here on Fox Sports Radio, who joined us earlier in the show. It's like everybody got worked up over these stories that Lamar Jackson, Brady's at the Combine. He's talking to people. Nobody told Lamar Jackson he was going to play wide receiver. Nobody, like, nobody said that. So who's, who's stirring this stuff up? Like, and people that are falling for this, like, it, it's, it's insane. That, that's why, like, this is a, a big part of the reason why I couldn't do this show unless it was heavy on sarcasm. This is why. Because stuff like this, I just can't get work. I, I cannot get worked up over that. It's why I refuse to talk politics I refuse to get into the race discussion. I I just, to me, like, there's so much of that so many other places. Like, when you come here, you know what I want to do? Like, we're here to make you laugh and have a good time and make you think a little bit. And if it gets your mind off whatever the hell else is bothering you for a couple hours or 15 minutes or however long you listen, like, that's, that's the whole goal. But the idea that people are now just throwing stories out there and reports 
and nobody's actually doing their fact checking. They're just running with takes on social media and trying to turn it into a race debate. When the guy steps up to the podium on Friday and goes, no, nobody ever said that. Nobody's even talked to me about wide receiver. And then Brady's at the combine. He's like, yeah, he's not even run the 40 yard dash. Like it's unbelievable. Like I just, I don't, I, I, it amazes me how every single week on social media, a story like this happens and people just fall hook, line, and sinker every week. Who are you calling a psycho? Oh, man. That's one of my favorite scenes out of a movie. I didn't say anything to you. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love it. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. That is the number for you if you want in on one of the hottest game shows in sports talk radio. Guess that garbage. We will play that for you next year on FSR, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we begin in the NBA where Utah got 26 points from Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Rubio on the push. Timberwolves are back. Crossover dribble to the rack. Missed the layup. Gobert follows. And then Rudy Gobert gets down in a crowd for the arms. Spread wide and says, I'm scoring tonight. KFNZ and the Jazz Radio Network with the call as Utah wins it 116-108 over Minnesota. Oklahoma City gets 43 points, 14 rebounds from Russell Westbrook in a 124-116 win over Phoenix. Indiana hands Milwaukee their fourth straight loss, 103-96. The Clippers had six players in double figures. They run the Knicks off the court, 128-105. Golden State won their fifth straight, 114-109 in Atlanta. And Toronto's won 10 of 11. They were victorious in Washington, 102.95. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Five games in the top 25 on Friday. Number two, Michigan State, 63-60 over Wisconsin. Number eight, Purdue, 82-75 over Rutgers. Penn State, 69-68 upset of number 13, Ohio State. Number 15, Michigan cruised 77-58 over Nebraska. And Davidson upset number 17, Rhode Island, 63-61. And I guess, Jonas, you could ask for guess that garbage. Gee, why were there five of those teams, five of those games, and four of them were from the same conference? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, Jonas Knox here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Listen, I want to be as transparent as possible on this show. So because we're not a television show, we're only a radio show, which is an outrage. I don't care if it's the middle of the night, all right? Fox Sports, what are they showing? Drag racing from 1983 on right now? Um, Oh, my God, they really are. That's, that's amazing. We've got it on the studio. I didn't even see it. Um, all right, I don't care that it's the middle of the night on the weekend. We get dressed to the nines here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm wearing a three-piece suit. Um, Sam's wearing a cardigan sweater. Um, Ralph is wearing a bulletproof vest because uh, he lives uh, on uh, Crenshaw Boulevard. And uh, Mike Mayer is all dressed up to the nines. Like We come dressed uh, as if... We are doing a television show. So because of that, and because we're not on television, I need to paint the proper picture for you. I was not able to hear a portion of Ralph's update that he just did a couple of minutes ago here on Fox Sports Radio. 
And the reason I was unable to hear it is because Iowa Sam, our tech producer, was reciting a line off Kingpin in my ear. Okay? Now, without giving you, for anybody that hasn't seen the movie, the exact line that Sam was giving me in my ear while Ralph was doing his update, I'll just simply refer to anybody who has seen the movie Kingpin when the landlord puts two fingers on the outside of her mouth and makes a gesture towards Roy Munson after he spends some alone time with her to pay his rent. That is the sound that was in my ear while Ralph was doing his update. Okay. Like you do not know the it's you, highly disturbing. Okay. You do not know. Right. Highly disturbing for you. Professional like, for radio you. time. Literally, indeed. The lowest moment of my career was Iowa Sam just moments ago doing the impersonation of Roy's landlord in Kingpin after she spends time with him to pay his rent. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's not proud of that. No. No. And I, I'll be honest with you, man, that is disturbing. One of the most disturbing moments of my life. Right <laughs> that there. I just did to you? Yeah. Or the first time you actually saw it. it uh, no, no. What you did just it. did, oh. what you just did to me, because now I'll never just be able to never. look at you the same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there it is. That is the picture painted here on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. And with that, we get to this. Oh, my God. What? what the hell is that smell? These two teams flat out stink. Stinks. It always has stunk. He stinks. This stinks. He stunk. Welcome to the party, baby. How's that? It's Guess That Garbage. Yeah, every single week at this time, we play this damn game here on Fox Sports Radio. Everybody loves it. Everybody wants in, but there's only a thousand phone lines available to each and every one of you. If you doubt the popularity of this show, I dare you to call 877-996-6369 right now. You'll get a busy signal. That is a thousand people at least trying to get in on the hottest game show in this time slot during this segment here on Fox Sports Radio. So let's go ahead and get it started. I've got basic NFL trivia, all relatable to things that have happened in the last week in the NFL. It's basic trivia, but for some reason you guys struggle when you get the opportunity on national radio. So let's get it started. Let's go all the way to Minneapolis, where Dave is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Dave, what's happening, man? Hey, not much. Uh, how's it going tonight? Uh, same old. Just trying to get the uh, sound of Sam doing uh, the landlord from uh, Kingpin out of my ear. <laughs> little, uh, yeah, very disturbing. Happen. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's the uh, question for you, Dave. Uh, it's first of all, you're in Minneapolis. What the hell are you doing up right now? Well, uh, usually I'm not up at this time uh, on Saturdays and not listening to the radio. But uh, I'm I'm a I'm a late night worker usually, and I'm oh, always okay. up. Well, listen, man. I think this needs to become a uh, this needs to become part of the routine. I'll be honest. Yeah. With you. Like usually, uh, I listen to the usually during the week. I listen to the Ben Maller show, so I'm up all night. Yeah. Well, I, listen, I don't even know what that Who? show is. I've never even heard of it. Is that something that goes on here during? I mean, listen. Uh, I I know it's during the like weekday radio is clearly a step below weekend overnights. So I, I have yeah, no clearly. idea what that is. Um. All right. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, Dave in Minneapolis. Uh, so you know Blake Bortles got his new contract, right? You heard about that story? Blake Bortles, True. the Jaguars quarterback? All right, so let me ask you this. Which of the following quarterbacks threw the fewest interceptions this past season? Here are your options. Multiple choice. You ready for this? Sure. Blake Bortles, Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, or Marcus Mariota? 
Hmm. I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with Marcus Mariota. Ooh, that is incorrect. I know that is incorrect. Blake Bortles would be the correct answer. So there you go. A little, a little fun little trivia there to support the Blake train. Blake Bortles would be the correct answer. Let's go all the way to West Virginia, where Lloyd is listening on Fox Sports Radio. Lloyd, what's happening? What's going on this morning? Uh, same old man. What do you got going on? I'm on my way to work. All right, where do you work? I work for a bakery company. Oh, nice. So what do you uh, what do you guys do? Bread, donuts, pretzels? What are we talking about at the bakery company? Uh, bread, donuts, bagels, muffins, all okay. kinds of stuff. Okay, so you get there at, so you're going to get there, what time do you start? Like 4 o'clock or, uh, or 5 o'clock local time? Uh, yeah, usually about 5. Okay, so early, early riser. And how long does it take you guys to get prepped? When does the store actually open? Well, um, I'm a delivery driver, so okay. once I get there, I load my truck and then I drive out two stores. All right. Now, do you have a? Uh, uh-huh. Now, do you do you ever eat any? And again, I'm not trying to get you in trouble, but how how many times have you just reached in the back and taken like a uh, a bag of muffins and just rifled through those bad boys? Every, every once in a while, you have to fill that void. You got to, man. Listen, it's fine to eat. It's like trying on cologne at a department store. Why not? You know, trying a couple Absolutely. of them. All right, so here we go. Lloyd in West Virginia is here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so Lloyd, um, so the Carolina Panthers, they released running back Jonathan Stewart this week. Did you hear about that story? Yes. All right, so let me ask you this. Who has had a 1,000-yard rushing season more recently in the NFL, Jonathan Stewart or Ray Rice? Jonathan Stewart. That is incorrect. Uh, no, that would be incorrect. Ray Rice would be the correct answer uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. So uh, so there's that. Probably not the best uh, stat to hand out. Um, we will go over to JJ, who's in Seattle listening on Fox Sports Radio. JJ, what's happening, man? Uh, I'm just hanging out. Is it raining right now in Seattle? Um, I haven't been outside in a few hours, so maybe. All right. Well, it's raining out here in L.A., I'll tell you that, man. You know what that means. Bad Driver University, that's where we attend right now, because it is, people do not know how to drive in the rain. All right, so here we go. Um, You know who Johnny Manziel is, right? Of course. All right. Well, Johnny Manziel came out recently, and he said that he would play for free to prove himself. Like, he's willing to play for free. This guy's going to play for free in the NFL. So let me ask you this. True or false question? True or false, JJ? Johnny Manziel was the last quarterback to win a game for the Browns. True or false? Believe that's false. That is correct. Look at you. Yeah, that is because this isn't that hard. That is correct. The correct answer would be RG3. Remember him, Robert Griffin III? RG3, the last quarterback to win a game for the Cleveland Browns. Um, boy, that's a humbling stat for Cleveland Browns fans. Let's go out to Matt, who is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, listening on Fox Sports Radio. Matt, what's happening? What's up, Jess? Same old man. What do you got going on? I was just chilling. All right. Yeah. What did uh, What did Friday night into Saturday happen for what What happened, Matt? Uh, what'd you do? What'd you get into? What kind of trouble are we talking about? I uh, slept a lot. Okay. Moving right along. Uh, so that is an exciting night for Matt in a uh, Harrisburg, PA, uh, living the life of uh, of glitz and glamour there in Harrisburg. <laughs> All right. So Matt, here's the uh, here's the question I got for you. So you, the, your namesake, Matt Forte. All right, you, uh, you saw that he retired recently, right? Yeah. All right. Hey, Matt, are you there, man? Are you dozing off? What's going on? Yeah, I, I'm just not sure about Forte. Okay. 
Well, well, I'm going to get to the question. All right, so here we go. So Matt Forte recently retired. So let me ask you, this is multiple choice. All right, so you're going to need to hear all of these options before you take a guess, all right? Who was the last Jets running back to rush for 1,000 yards in a season? Here are your options. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. Was it Matt Forte, Chris Ivory, Thomas Jones, Sean Green, or Tom Green? (laughs) Sean Green. That is incorrect. Uh, Go back to bed there, Matt. Uh, That is incorrect. The correct answer would be Chris Ivory in 2015. So, uh, oof, just a a rough, rough go at it. Uh, Let's go to uh, Bill in Jacksonville listening on Fox Sports Radio. Bill, what's happening? How you doing, Josh? Good, man, hanging out. Um, All right, so, Bill, you seem like a guy who's going to get this correct. Okay. All right, I have confidence in you. All right, so here we go. So, Bill, you know the NFL Combine is this weekend in Indianapolis, and Baker Mayfield, there's a big story about Baker Mayfield and his attitude and all that stuff. So here's the question for you, all right? Which Texas school, and I want you to listen to all the options before you take a guess, but which Texas school did Baker Mayfield start his college career at? Here are your options. Was it Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, or Texas Toast? Texas A&M. Oof, that is incorrect. Uh, no, the uh, correct answer would actually be Texas Tech. Uh, would have given you points for Texas Toast should you have uh, should you have given that as your answer, but uh, unfortunately that is incorrect. And with that, we are back to a 1-4 performance in Guess That Garbage. Round of applause for everybody involved. <laughs> Round of applause. 1-4 in, in Guess That Garbage. Basic NFL trivia butchered by you, the listener, here on FSR. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, coming up next, though, one of the best players, all right, one of the best players in the world has made a comeback. This is huge. This might even be considered breaking news. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. Garbage! Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So, um, it's a big weekend in the NFL, NFL slash college football, because you got the Combine, and there's all these different stories that come out of the Combine. Now, the one thing I, I, I would like to sit here and try and do is I would love to try and defend somebody at the Combine. I really would. Listen, I, I could I could almost be this guy's agent because I would know what excuses are going to be made for somebody in the combine. All right. Orlando Brown of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma tackle, who was atrocious. He I mean, some of his his performance at the combine, um, he did 14 reps on the bench. All right. My counter to that, if I was defending him, would be, well, he's got long arms. You know, it's kind of tough. That's why why shorter, shorter guys, like bulky guys, are a lot better at bench press because their arms aren't as long. So they could just rifle off the 225 as many times as possible. But he only did 14. All right? But then he ran a 585 40-yard dash. All right? 585. Um, I could push a Volkswagen 40 yards faster than 585. <laughs> All right? Like, it, like that's... 
But, it, you know, he's a tackle. I mean, when is a tackle really going to run 40 yards? And if he is, it's probably because he's, uh, you know, celebrating a long touchdown run by uh, some guy he made a block for. Uh, then he was yelled at coaches during drills. Then you go, oh, well. Or he was yelling at coaches during drills. He snapped, apparently. And, uh, well, you can say oh, he's passionate. You know, he's just a passionate guy. So there's going to be, like, some of the stories that come out of the NFL Combine, they're not going to always be great stories. The, a guy like Orlando Brown, who people look at and go, well, you know, unless he really blows it out of the park at his pro day, not a good weekend for him. But then sometimes in sports, people make triumphant returns. You know, like, Orlando Brown is going to be sitting there trying to make a, a comeback at his pro day because he was so terrible at the Combine. And... um. So he'll go to his pro day, and he'll put that all together. And you're going to hear these stories about Baker Mayfield, and the quarterbacks are all going to be throwing later on today. So there's going to be some really good stories about, about you know, the NFL Combine. Well, one of the really feel-good stories in the world of sports was a return this weekend, right? A return that took place a short time ago. It was a return to Twitter for one Jimmy Butler one of the best players in the world. Now, Jimmy Butler has not sent a tweet since December 31st, 2016. All right? It's been a long time. Well over a year for Jimmy Butler. But um, he decided that it was time to make his return. And it was after the Utah Jazz... Minnesota Timberwolf game in which Jeff Teague shoved Ricky Rubio to the ground in that game in a clear hard foul as Rubio was uh, running up the sideline, knocked him into the to the sideline, and uh, Jimmy Butler was very frustrated with this, so he decided to take to Twitter. And, and this was a whole big Donnybrook, and Jay Crowder was – nose-to-nose with Tom Thibodeau, and they were going at it a little bit. You know, a fun, fun little get-together between Minnesota and Utah. So Jimmy Butler decided, you know what? It's time to get back on. I'm surprised he even knew his password at this point. And Jimmy Butler goes to Twitter to write, quote, haven't used Twitter in years, but yeah, Jeff, that's what I like to see. Rubio getting up quick for no reason. Then he followed that up with, to Jay Crowder, Jay, get away from my coach. You don't want no smoke either. Okay, to which Jay Crowder responded, I don't Twitter beef, I'll leave that to you, but you got my phone number and know my home address. The rest can be history. And the most amazing part about all that is I can't believe that Ralph Irvin had Jay Crowder's password to send that to Jimmy Butler. I am outraged. Uh, we got some crazy behaviors. Some, uh, some really, really bizarre things are happening at the NFL Combine. All right, and it's not so much with the guys who are at the Combine. It's the people that are covering the Combine, which I really have got to get to. So we will have that for you here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83 as well, and on all of our great Fox Sports Radio affiliates, wherever you are right now. We appreciate you being part of the program. We do it all live every single week at this time from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, So some of the combine stories that are out, uh, as as many of the quarterbacks are going to be throwing later on this morning, um, 
obviously the Baker Mayfield conversation is an interesting one. Um, after these quarterbacks perform on Saturday, we're going to get into that a lot on tomorrow's show because I think there are some interesting elements to the quarterback position, the Lamar Jackson drama. All of that stuff is a big deal. But it's it's just funny how the conversation on so many of these guys can change based on how they work out. Because that's really what we're talking about at the Combine, right? Like it's, it's really what we're discussing here. So I want to first get to this because Brady Quinn, who I do a show with, my radio wife here on Fox Sports Radio, every Sunday night Brady and I do a show together uh, from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern time. Brady is actually at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, and he joined us earlier in the show, and the big conversation point at the Combine in Indy was the performance of Saquon Barkley. Here was Brady Quinn talking about his impression of Saquon Barkley after his performance on Friday. He's the best player in the draft. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. He's the, the safest pick probably besides the fact he's a running back, so there's obviously injury concerns uh, with as much of a beating as, as they take. Um, and then they have a short shelf life, so that's the only thing that kind of devalues what he is. But from a personality standpoint, he gets it, he's smart. He's articulate. Uh, he's not selfish. He's, he didn't sit out of any bowl games or um, sit out unnecessarily, you know, due to injury, something like that, where, where he kind of prolonged it. Um, and, and uh, you know, again, the only re- thing that's going to hold him back from being the number one overall pick is people value quarterbacks more. And, and so they'll probably, Cleveland will probably take uh, a quarterback at number one because I don't think they'll get Kirk Cousins. They're probably going to get A.J. McCarron. And then if he's there at four, they'll definitely take him. But there's no guarantee that. The Giants or Colts won't take him at two or three, respectively. And, and so, you know, he's up there next to Quinn Nelson. I think those two are by far and away the two guys that everyone looks at and just says, holy cow, they look like future Hall of Famers. They look like perennial uh, pro bowlers or all pros based on their build, based on how they're testing and how they interview. That was uh, Brady Quinn uh, earlier here on the show on Fox Sports Radio, live from the NFL Combine. Here's my whole thing on this, and um, and this is the comparison that I'll make. Like, if you walked onto a car lot, and I was talking about this earlier in the show, if you walked onto a car lot and you were looking to, to get a new car, right, and you saw the nicest car on the lot, and it was fast, and it looked really good, it was easy to drive, it had great gas mileage, everything you could want, but it was also really expensive, like you were going to have to pay a lot of money for it, and you knew that those cars, that model, had a reputation for breaking down before any other car on the lot. That would change the way you would look at that car, right? Like that would change the way and change your decision-making in that. And so the reason I bring that up is because one of the caveats to Brady Quinn saying that, listen, Saquon Barkley is the best player in the draft, but he won't go number one overall and he won't be drafted as the best player in the draft because of the running back position and the fact that the shelf life isn't all there. So if we know all this and you've got somebody who's at the combine in Indianapolis saying best player in the draft, but he's not going to go number one overall, where the hell do you, you guys coming out saying Saquon Barkley should go number one overall? Where does that come from? Like I'm, I'm confused. I really am confused. It doesn't make any sense to me. I know that he put up great numbers at the Combine on Friday. I get all that. I I totally understand it. But, like, you know that, or maybe you don't know, 
maybe maybe you know I know this and I was explaining it earlier on the show maybe this is not something people have talked about like running backs don't win you Super Bowls like it's obvious I mean the last time a a Hall of Fame running back won a Super Bowl as a somewhat focal part of the offense was over 10 years ago and that was Jerome Bettis and he was a shell of himself with the Steelers before that, you got to go all the way back to Marshall Falk or Terrell Davis back in uh, the early 2000s and 1999. Like, you know all this. But if you were to just list the quarterbacks who are going to the Hall of Fame, whether first ballot or quarterbacks who are most likely going to the Hall of Fame over the last 10 years, I mean, it's a who's who. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Eli Manning, Roethlisberger, Breeze, Rodgers. Those are just quarterbacks in the last 10 years who have won Super Bowls. Like, And then if you were to just look, and this is what I was saying earlier, like if you were to just look at active running backs, like let's look active running backs right now. Running backs in the league. And let's take a look at how many of those running backs who are on the active all-time rushing list have actually won Super Bowls. All right, let, let's go ahead and look at their credentials. Um, let's see. Frank Gore, no Super Bowl. Adrian Peterson, no Super Bowl. LaShawn McCoy, no playoff win. Uh, Chris Johnson, no playoff win. Uh, Matt Forte, just retired, no Super Bowl. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, no Super Bowl. Jamal Charles, no Super Bowl. DeMarco Murray, no Super Bowl. Marshawn Lynch won a Super Bowl, but they decided he was so valuable they're going to pass at the goal line when there's an opportunity to win another Super Bowl. Like, listen... It is, like, we know all this. Like, the numbers are there. The proof is there. So here the Browns are with the first shot at what we've been told for years now is the elite quarterback draft class in a long time. Like, we've been told this. Like, everybody sort of looked past last year's draft class and said, no, no, no. This isn't the year you want to take a quarterback. It's next year when Darnold and Barkley and all these guys are coming out. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, all these court Josh Allen, all these quarterbacks are coming out in the draft next year. That's the draft class you want to get your quarterback. So here the Browns are with first pick, first dibs, the first pick of the litter on an elite quarterback draft class. And because one workout on a Friday, now all of a sudden it's now got to take a running back number one overall. <laughs> like, how does that happen? Like, how do you forget everything that you've discussed and everything that you know about the game of football over the last how many years? How does all of that change because some guy's vertical is 41 inches? Like, Saquon Barkley's a great player. He, he's a fantastic player. Like Brady said, he might be the best player in the draft. But he's not going number one overall because of the value. Like, quarterbacks are more valuable. So if quarterbacks are more, more valuable and you're Cleveland and you desperately need a quarterback, why the F are you going to take a running back number one overall? Like, I don't know why people talking about the combine have fallen in love with that idea. It doesn't make sense. Like, and I think this goes in large part because people saw what happened with Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas. Like, let's be honest about Ezekiel Elliott in Dallas, okay? 
he walked into the best offensive line in the NFL, an offensive line blocking for Darren McFadden the year before who got 1,000 yards behind that offensive line. That's why I've said, man, just because Ezekiel Elliott had a good rookie season doesn't mean it was still the best pick for the Cowboys at that spot. Not even the Cowboys had Ezekiel Elliott as their first choice. The Cowboys wanted Carson Wentz. So, like, you can't look at recent history and say, well, ah, that, that proves your point wrong. I mean, come on, man. Like, if you don't have an offensive line, why are you going to take a running back that high in the draft? Like, a, a running back of all the positions in football, it has the, the, the shortest shelf life, and it's also the most dependent on things around it. It's the most dependent. Because if there's no holes to run behind, run through, what's the point? And that's why I said, man, if I'm Cleveland, I'm taking Darnold number one, and I'm taking Quentin Nelson at four, the guard from Notre Dame. Because those guys would step in day one and be instant upgrades. Cleveland wasn't the last in the NFL in rushing last year. They were a better rushing team than Pittsburgh. So I, I, don't, I know that you need talent. And at, and at a certain point in the draft, it's take the best player available. And guess what? If Barkley's sitting there at four and you think he's the best player on that board, okay, I understand it. But the idea that you're going to take a running back at one when you have clearly needed a quarterback for years and years and years, you've been criticized because you've, quote, whiffed on the quarterback position in the draft all these years in a row. So here's your opportunity to get a franchise-changing quarterback at a position where you know it changes franchises, but instead you're going to go to a player who's playing another position that you know doesn't win you Super Bowls. Like, you know that for a fact. Like, I just, I, I, don't, I don't know why people just fall victim. Like, you're held hostage by the moment, and you completely forget everything we know about the NFL. The numbers are there. The proof is there. I can give you a decade worth of information and statistics and facts to back up the argument. You don't take a running back with the most valuable pick in the draft if they're not the most valuable player on your team. Like, just look at all the current running backs in the NFL right now who where they would stack up historically. Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson. How many Super Bowls have those guys won? I mean, come on, man. Like I, I, don't, I don't know why this has turned into all of a sudden you got to take Saquon Barkley number one. And you know what's going to happen, too? This love affair for Saquon Barkley is going to go on and on. And here's what's going to happen. So they're going to take... They're going to take uh, Sam Darnold number one overall. Let's just let's just paint it. Let's just do a, a little bit of forecasting here for the Cleveland Browns. They're going to take Sam Darnold number one overall, and somebody at two or three is going to jump the gun, like Indianapolis, and take Saquon Barkley. And then the Browns are going to be sitting there, and they've got an opportunity to take Fitzpatrick at Alabama or maybe Quentin Nelson. And they're going to make one of those selections. And I can almost guarantee you somebody's going to go, huh, wow, way to go, Browns. Still could have had your quarterback at four, and you blew it. You blew it. Again, the Browns blew it in the draft. Okay, let's go ahead and let's save that, and let's look ahead 
as to how Saquon Barkley runs behind that offensive line in Indianapolis. Because you want to know how that offensive line has been performing in Indianapolis? Uh, Their franchise quarterback had to go uh, do some sort of blood or or Ouija board treatment in Turkey somewhere uh, overseas because he couldn't get his shoulder right and couldn't get his body put back together. That's how well that offensive line has done for them. But go ahead. Have fun, Saquon Barkley. Have fun running behind that offensive line. Like, I just, I I don't, I just, I don't understand it, man. Like, if you don't have an offensive line, you are wasting your time taking a a running back that high in the draft. It is a complete waste of time. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter at Knox as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Up next... There's uh, some bad news for a lot of NFL players. We have some bad news, all right? This is something that has not been discussed, but we have got very, very bad news for a group of NFL players. Find out who we're talking about next on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So uh, coming up here in about uh, less than 10 minutes from now, we will have some stories from around the world of sports. We've got to get to it is our latest edition of the scraps that will be coming up here less than 10 minutes from now here on FSR. And uh, there is a, there's something playing out at the NFL combine. What I actually think is kind of interesting because it, it's sort of going on in another sport, but for different reasons. So we'll get to that here in a couple of minutes. Um, many people outraged, absolutely outraged on social media. They are bothered by the idea that I am not agreeing with many of the hot takes out there that Saquon Barkley should be the number one pick in the draft. And uh, my point being, what's more valuable to a franchise? A quarterback or a running back? All right. Guy writes in and says, your whole running back argument is moot with two words. Barry Sanders. That dude ran crazy in Detroit. Um, how about two more words? Super Bowl. Because I don't recall Barry Sanders delivering a lot of those to the city of Detroit. I don't uh <laughs> I don't recall those. Uh so listen, I like if you guys want to continue to fall in line and be held hostage by the moment, and you guys want to to be fired up about running backs at the combine and, and how they perform, that's fine. And if you're the Cleveland Browns and you go ahead and you take Saquon Barkley number one overall, all right. But I'm telling you, we've been hearing for years now that this is the quarterback draft class. If you're going to take a quarterback, this is the class you want to be in on. And here the Cleveland Browns are with the number one pick in the draft in a quarterback-rich draft class to try and fix a position that they have butchered historically over the last several years. And the move would be to take a running back when we know for a fact that the shelf life of running backs is not long and you can get guys later in the draft to step in and have productive seasons. Later in the draft, you can find a running back later in the draft who can step in and perform. And the move would be to take a running back number one overall. Because he tested well at the combine. Okay. 
I just I, I I don't I don't understand that logic, but hey, what do I know? I mean that's that's the moneyball approach apparently, so maybe uh, maybe that's how they do things. But I I do not understand that logic at all. So I said if if I were the Browns, I would take if if you think Sam Darnold's your guy, he's the best quarterback in the draft, I would take Sam Darnold one overall and I take Quentin Nelson at a Notre Dame at four. Or if you want to take Fitzpatrick at four, that's fine too. But to me, those are guys that could step right in day one. Those guys could play and have an immediate impact and have some sort of longevity in Cleveland. As opposed to Saquon Barkley, who, unless you've got an offensive line and and Joe Thomas is getting older, so who know how who knows how that's gonna play out. But I just think if you're Cleveland, you can find guys to get the job done. You don't need to waste the number one pick or the number four pick on a running back. Like, and they'll get dope because that's the move. Because you're used to criticizing the Cleveland Browns. Like, if they decide to go in a different direction and not fall in love with Saquon Barkley because of his combine workouts, they'll be criticized for it on draft day. And I'm going to applaud them. I will actually applaud the Cleveland Browns for not being held hostage by the moment. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. The phone number, 877-996-6369. And you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, So the NFL Combine is, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier in the show, how it's where a lot of these deals get done. You'll see a lot of players, uh, some players who are free agents will show up at the Combine and it's a way to sort of rub elbows in a bar or steakhouse or whatever. And and you hang out and everybody talks shop and coaches will go out and they'll drink like four bottles of wine and get liquored up and pretend to make trades with other teams. And, you know, people have a good time. But, you know, it, it's kind of the combine's cool. It's cool to see these guys. It's a, it's a big moment for a lot of these players. But the reality is these coaches – they're going to want to sit you down. They're going to want to have conversations with you outside of the combine. And it's like I was talking with Brady Quinn earlier in the show, and he was saying, look, if if a team really, really likes a player, they're not going to say anything to anybody, right? They're, they're not going to speak publicly about it at the combine. It's not the way it works. Like the Bears loved Mitch Trubisky, and they loved him so much that they didn't even tell their coach they were drafting him. <laughs> like, like, like they, they want to keep a lot of this stuff private, but you do hear some rumblings about potential trades and potential conversations and just sort of what is happening during the combine outside of the guys who are performing on the field and how they're testing out. And so uh, earlier on Friday, I was talking with uh, John Middlecoff, who is part of the Herd Podcast Network uh, featuring Colin Coward that was announced um, on Fox Sports Radio this week. And John also spent time in the NFL as a, he was a former scout in the league. And in talking with John Middlecoff um, on Fox Sports Radio on Friday, I asked him what was something he was hearing at the Combine that stood out to him. Just talking to people how bad free agency is going to be. The players are terrible. It's a terrible. It's a terrible class, and, and there is a historic amount of money out there. Kind of like the NBA when they just didn't have any money, and these guys stopped getting paid. I think a lot of NFL GMs, even though they have the money, are going to give a lot of low ball offers because there aren't many players that deserve, that their play deserves to be compensated in the nine, ten, eleven, twelve million dollar range. I mean, there really are not. 
The free agent class is atrocious. It might be better if you're a team like the Niners, just roll your money over. And uh, that was John Middlecoff earlier in the show. And it does make for an interesting offseason for the NFL because now all of a sudden these draft picks have more value. That's why you're seeing some of these. Like Jarvis Landry has been rumored as a guy that the Dolphins, even though they franchise him, they might trade him. And so if you're a team around the NFL and you think, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll just wait till free agency to make a move. Now it puts the onus to really do your due diligence in the draft. Because if you can find somebody later on, as opposed to having to pay one of these players in this, quote, atrocious free agent class, then it changes the conversation between what you do in the draft, what you do on the trade market, and then what you do in free agency. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox, the phone number, and you can also get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox here. Uh, coming up next, we are going to get to stories from around the world of sports that we have not touched on yet. These are important stories. If we don't do it, the rest of your day is going to be miserable. All right? I don't have that confirmed, but I'm going to take a guess. So we'll do that next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Ralph Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Jonas. And we do start in college basketball, where the Big Ten tournament continues in New York City in the quarterfinals. Number two, Michigan State, a 63-60 win over Wisconsin, while number eight, Purdue, handled Rutgers 82-75 Penn State with the upset of number 13 Ohio State 69-68 while number 15 Michigan cruised past Nebraska 77-58 one other top 25 score is Davidson upset number 17 Rhode Island 63-61 online car shopping can be confusing not anymore with True Price from True Car now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience in the NBA Toronto has won 10 of their last 11 games they were victorious in Washington 102 to 95 Philadelphia got 23 points 14 rebounds from Joel Embiid 110-99 they beat the Charlotte Hornets Indiana handed Milwaukee their fourth straight loss as six Pacers scored in double figures in a 103-96 win over the Bucks. and Oklahoma City got 43 points 14 rebounds from Russell Westbrook in a 124-116 win on the road in Phoenix. Golden State has won five straight, 114-109 in Atlanta. But Jonas will have more on that coming up during the scraps. Thanks, Ralph. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. In about uh, 15 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, people from around the world of sports are going to be made to sound very inappropriate. They're going to say really disgusting things. You may not have caught those throughout the course of the week, uh, but we did. And so we will have that coming up for you in about 15 minutes from now. Right now, though, it's time for this. Jonas. You moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And with that, we turn it over to our national update anchor, Ralph Urban. Ralph, what the hell did I miss so far? Well, you know, it is funny because I know you are a connoisseur of the combat sports. And I have this story in from the WBC where it is suspended Mexican boxer Luis Neri for failing to make weight ahead of his bantamweight title match against Japanese challenger, challenger Shinsuke Yamanaka. He was five pounds overweight. Yeah, that's uh, kind of whiffed on that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's called uh, cut out the fifteen cheeseburgers you had last week. 
Sec- kind of over. Second round TKO knockout or TKO on Thursday, stripped of it after the title. But here's the interesting thing with this story: is last August they fought, and Neri defeated Yamanaka again. But a week later, it was announced that the 23 year old had failed a pre-fight drug test. It's almost like this guy is. It's like Karate Kid Three, where he wants to fight the guy and beat him up, but not actually win the title and lose for whatever reason. He just wants to fight him and, and, and beat him, but then lose for a technicality. Well, I mean, people that, like, you can still take, like, sometimes what will happen in uh, in fighting, if a guy misses weight, the other fighter doesn't have to to fight. Like, he, he doesn't have to do it. But if the guy misses weight, he gets punished a percentage of his purse, and then the other guy will get the 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 his percentage of the purse the fight purse his prize winnings or or the purse that he was being paid to show up for the fight and then he can still decide whether to fight it like it happened in the UFC Luke Rockhold and Yoel Romero fought recently and Yoel Romero was missed weight and so Rockhold because it was for the interim uh welter uh, interim middleweight championship for the UFC Rockhold it was up to him whether or not he still wanted to take the fight and so Rockhold decided that he'll do the fight, but he got a percentage of Yo- Yoel Romero's purse. But if Yoel Romero won the fight, he wouldn't win the belt. It would still be a belt, a championship, um, a championship fight for Luke Rockhold. And then what happened? Uh, Yoel Romero uh, not only knocked out Luke Rockhold, he almost knocked him into the middle of next week. Like he annihilated him uh, in like the second or the third round. But you know, like. Luke Rockle didn't have to take the fight. He could have just said, no, no, this guy missed weight. I'm not doing it. It's not happening. Well, in this case, uh, Neri was the champion, was the winner on Thursday. He was stripped of the title and is suspended indefinitely. That's too bad. We go back to, uh, I teased this with Golden State playing in Atlanta. Uh, Steph Curry tweaked his ankle in the first quarter and did not play after the third quarter of that game in a game the Warriors won over the Hawks. But he's not going to fly home with the team. No, he and Clay Thompson are going to go and play Saturday at Augusta National. There are no carts at Augusta National, so Steph Curry with a tweaked ankle that prevented him from playing in the fourth quarter of a game that Golden State only won by five is going to go walk seven-plus miles on uneven terrain for his own fun. Let me tell you but, what, but but yeah, the NBA players real take right. really take things seriously. No, no, no BS. Well, okay, let me just go ahead and fill the audience as to what's happening here. All right, let me let me t- let me just fill everybody in as to what's happening here. The reason Ralph Irvin put this story in the scraps is because Ralph is a diehard golf. Now you are a golf fan. How many how many days a week do you golf, Ralph? One. Okay, so you but you but you work with golf companies, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay, and you love golf. Yes, I work in and around golf probably five days a week. Okay. Is it your favorite sport? Sure. Okay. Have you ever played Augusta National? No. Okay. So that is why you were pot-shotting Steph Curry for playing at Augusta National, because you are jealous that you never got to play Augusta National. No, I would just imagine that Steph Curry probably has other opportunities to play than once a year. Okay, let me let me do this. Okay, let's say, Ralph, you were to... Let's say next weekend, you were supposed to do the show. You were supposed to work on this show, but you decided that you couldn't do the show because your throat was hurting, coming down with some sort of a throat infection. But on Saturday, you were going to go play at Augusta National. 
Would it be okay if we went on the air and we ripped you for not being well enough to do the show, but being well enough to play at Augusta National? Absolutely. Okay. And what would you what would you say to us? I'd say I'm not Steph Curry that can yeah. probably play Augusta yeah. National any time of year. I know exactly what you do. You do what you always do when you get angry. You'd say F you and you throw up a gang sign. That's exactly what you would do, Ralph Urban. Take so, an E. See ass. right there. You want to play? You'll get nothing, and I can. <laughs> Ralph's jealous of Steph Curry. Come on, Ralph. He's playing Augusta National. Do you got to hate on the guy? It's a man, baby. It's a man. Hey, by the way, Ralph, I have a, a question for you about Augusta National. Fire away. All right. When when it's not <laughs> when it's not Masters weekend. We'll ignore that Sam just hit the completely wrong drop. Uh, when it's not Masters weekend at Augusta National, is the food still cheap? I would imagine the food it will, if you're a visitor or a guest, it would not be, nothing at Augusta National is that high priced. Even membership is not that high a price. Okay, but it's- It's just exclusive. Okay, so is it the most difficult course to play in the country? Uh, in the top five. What would be the other courses in the top five? Um, Pine Valley, uh, Cypress Point. Where the hell are those? Pine Valley is in New Jersey. Um, Cypress Point is up in Monterey. Okay. Uh, to name a couple. I mean, there, there are probably, there, there are some others that are so exclusive, I don't even know their names. You know, uh, there's one uh, in Southern California that's, that's really difficult, and, uh, but I can, full, I can pull a couple of strings if you want in. You ready for this? Yes, sir. Golf and stuff, all right? Golf and stuff, mini putt with windmills and clowns mouths, and you can even uh, do the uh, the go-karts. Here's the other thing. In Ventura, California, when you do the uh, the go-kart races, yes. always get the black car. This is not a racial thing. Always get the black car and pull back on the steering wheel. It goes faster. Little inside trick. There you go. Good to know. Least I could do, Ralph. Anything else golf related? You just uh, you ask me. Just fire away those questions. I'm here. They call me Mr. Golf, Ralph. I know. Speaking of golf and speaking of tantrums, (laughs) these have to have to do with neither. There are reports from the Cleveland Cavaliers. We haven't discussed this tonight. Of J.R. Smith, a, a fine, upstanding example of exemplary NBA behavior. Yeah. Throwing soup at his assistant coach, Damon Jones. Getting suspended for a game. And then Tyron Lue saying, oh no, he's going to be starting come Saturday. Yeah, well listen, here's here's why we didn't get to it on the show. All right, Now I had planned on it. like I, I did want to touch on it, but I just think the stuff happening at the Combine is more interesting. And I didn't want to be uh, such a D-bag because it would entail me having to go on the air and saying, I told you so when everybody was jumping up and down, talking about how great the Cleveland Cavaliers were with that trade and how they're a better team now, and all of a sudden, if anybody watched that game on Thursday night, it was clear that LeBron James was the best player on the floor, and I, on the floor, and I think the 76ers had the next four best players. <laughs> like, like, Cleveland has no shot to win an NBA championship. And I tried to tell everybody that, but the LeBron ball washers, and I like LeBron too, but it's like everybody who washes that guy's balls, every opportunity they get. And they scrub. Yeah, and scrub. Yay. And scrub. The idea that, that that team was better with Rodney Hood 
and George Hill was insanity to me. But you know, I did. But it, it, that would that would involve me bragging and talking about how I got it right. And I just didn't want to do a show like that's that. That's not a you. More no, not, that's I, not you. I'm 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 a humble guy. Just just busting my ass here on weekend overnights, drive time in Bangladesh on the iHeartRadio app. And I didn't want to come off as an arrogant individual trying to showcase how much better I was at that take than everybody else on the planet. I didn't want to do that. I appreciate it, and I know the listening audience does as yeah, well. Yeah, listen. And again, uh, if you're at golf and stuff, just pull back on the go-karts. You pull back on the steering wheel, it goes faster. And speaking of drive time in Bangladesh... You shouldn't be driving if you go out, you know, for a night of partaking of uh, inebriance. Well, a New Jersey man mistakenly ordered an Uber ride uh, on Wednesday. He was getting drunk in West Virginia, and he ordered an Uber to go back to where he was staying near the university campus. But no, his driver woke him up two hours later on route to New Jersey, where he lives, more than 300 miles away. Oh. Because he was drunk and said, take me back home to New Jersey. In fact, it was even more expensive because the guy gave the driver money for the tolls. And he also had ordered an Uber XL so he, that would have up to six passengers, even though it was just him. <laughs> oh, man. First of all, that's, that is an a-hole move by the Uber driver, right? If you're an Uber driver listening to the show right now, do not do that, okay? It's one thing if, if maybe you go and exit you know, too far. Like it's why when you go to a new city and you hop in a taxi cab, never tell the taxi driver that you're not from around here because then they'll start taking side streets and they'll go these, all these alternate ways so they can ring up a couple extra bucks. But when you're going 300 extra miles because the guy passed out, that's a jag move. Well, no, the guy was drunk and asked to be taken to his home address in New Jersey. Oh, so he gave us a, okay, well that's a no, whole other no, 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 the Uber driver was going where he was told to go. <laughs> Total total cost was sixteen hundred and thirty five dollars. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Wait a sec, Ralph. The, though was he was he like singing it like "Take Me Home to New Jersey"? Or come on, how would you really? That think is such guy's... a bad joke. Like, no, don't like, even try. You uh, just because to get the that Uber joke driver pulled up to his house. But like, did there must have been a mis- miscommunication there? Yeah, oh, the man. the guy was drunk and he said the wrong thing and passed out. Meanwhile, the, he tried to challenge the fare with Uber. And Uber said no. It confirmed this is this is what you asked for. No, listen, man. It's I. I've known people who have gotten blacked out drunk and woken up in places that like I had a buddy of mine. Okay, and I'm not condoning this, but this is a true story. I, I swear to you, this is a true story. I had a buddy of mine who told me that he woke up at like seven seven thirty in the morning, and in his bed were wrappers from fast food from a fast food joint okay partially eaten partially not all over his bed okay like, fine to eat. yeah like all over his bed fast food that he had clearly gotten late at night but he didn't remember but he woke up because there was a pounding on his front door somebody was pounding on his front door he goes to the front door he answers the door and it's his neighbor asking him why he parked in his driveway. <laughs> okay, that is that is a true story. Okay, so like that's bad because first of all, what the hell are you doing? Not only stopping to get fast food, but 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 apparently making love to your fast food in the middle of the night because you woke up in the bed with all the fast food wrappers everywhere. But then also so bombed you parked in your neighbor's driveway. Okay, like that's that's bad itself. 
Well, and in case you want to, you know, question the Uber driver, this guy who got drunk gave him five stars. Come on, Ralph. Really? Yay. It's in the story. All right. I'm not making it up. This is not a joke. This This is the punch. What do you got, Sam? I know Sam's got a joke here. What do you have? Oh, okay. All right. Hey, Ralph, we got a rap, man. A Thank you. Here. All right. Uh, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. That is uh, this show's edition of the show. All right. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, you were going to hear people from around the world of sports say some really inappropriate things. You may have missed it. We did not. We'll have those for you next year on FSR. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. So we will be back on the air at midnight Pacific time Sunday, which kind of feels like Saturday night, but midnight Pacific time on Sunday, 3 a.m. Eastern time, going all the way to 6 a.m. Eastern time or 3 o'clock Pacific. Uh, so that show uh, is coming up, and uh, it'll be a fun show. We're going get, to get into the uh, quarterback aspect of the NFL Combine because there are some interesting storylines there, and the quarterbacks are going to throw coming up uh, later on this morning at the Combine in Indianapolis. So we'll get uh, get some good stuff on that. Um, and I think what we're going to do, because something that bothers me about the Combine is these comparables, and so much of it is based on race. Like Baker Mayfield, who's the comparable? Johnny Manziel. All right. Well, why is that? Well, because they do this and they do. No, no. Why don't you just come out and say because they're white? All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do comparables, combine comparables on the show tomorrow. And it has to be the opposite race. All right. If we're really going to have this conversation, like, let's have the conversation. So we're going to do that on the show. Also, we'll have a pro wrestler, porn star, always a favorite for, for many of you. So <gasps> that'll all be coming up on the show tomorrow. Uh, coming up in about eight minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, the fellows with Anthony Gargano and Lincoln Kennedy. That's always a fantastic show. Make sure you listen to that. Right now, though, it's time for this. Out of context! It's time to make people in sports sound even worse than they already did this week. Similar to this long sentence that I just read. What? It's out of context. Wake me up you go. Body feels good. I just need to keep it feeling good. Anybody touch him? Yes or no? That was a nice move. I'm just glad I'm not that guy that they fail. Believe me, I'm not done swinging and missing. Look how big they're just bursting out of his shirt. It never happened. Give the guys a blow. I think they were still going to stick through me. I think it had rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I'm not a scorer, um, but I can put the ball in the hole. You know, guys, (laughs) just give me a call and see what's up. Oh, wonderful. Clean up on aisle three. Clean up on aisle three. (laughs) Someone call someone because there's a clean up on aisle three as a man is down. It was just more sloppy than I'd like. Are you going to hog tie me? Is that what you're going to do? Oh, okay. I am get out. And I got out. I really hit it well and was able to control it. Oh, come on. That's not very nice. Uh, Well done. That is uh, this week's edition of Out of Context uh, from Mike Mayer, from the sick and twisted mind of Mike Mayer, our executive producer. Uh, Listen, this will be a fun show, but I'm telling you, man, if the Browns take Saquon Barkley at number one overall, that is a mistake. You can find value at the running back position later on in the draft. You take Sam Darnold, number one, Quentin Nelson, the offensive lineman out of Notre Dame at number four, and that is how it's done. That, according to a guy with no NFL experience who does weekend overnights. Jonas, son of a bitch. 
High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.